Ready? Yep. <clears throat> Welcome to Practical Rambling Fathers. Glad to join us today uh, for Wisdom Wednesday. Today, we're going to share some more scripture um, just to give us a sense of, of where the Lord is drawing uh, both Father Tay and I at this time. So, Father Tay, you want to take it from there? Sure. Good morning. Thanks for uh, uh, listening to us. Good bro. It's midday. Not morning. Uh, yeah, I only have one cup of coffee. So, anyways, yeah, I hope you understand, brothers and sisters. Um, the gospel that I really was praying over today is from the Gospel of John, chapters 3, verse 16 to 21, but particularly the first verse. I'm going to read out aloud to you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. That's a beautiful passage, especially for us, right? During this, these times, as you often hear a lot of priests say, these times, these times, these times. But the reason why we're addressing these times is because a lot of the virtues that we hear about, faith, hope, and love, they begin to mean more. The struggle is related. It's real. It, it used to be like, oh, I can just believe and move on. Now it's, no, I have to believe. I want to believe. But yet, my, there's this fear or doubts about what's happening around me that's making it hard for me to accept that hope is indeed a true thing. Love indeed is a true thing. And so, that this opening phrase should give us comfort that before God made the world, He loved us first. That's how much you mean to Him. So no matter what happens, you have a God who, who already loves you. And to top it off, He was tired of all these covenants, so He wants to make the one lasting covenant with you. And He sends His Son. That's how much God loves you. Like He doesn't bar back from His generosity. He gives everything, including His only Son. Why? To give us eternal life. And so not only we're gaining a Heavenly Father, we're getting a brother. We're giving a Savior and Redeemer through Jesus. And once we believe in Jesus, there's a reward for that. right? God doesn't take our, our faith, our sacrifices lightly. So He says, whoever believes in Him might have eternal life. And that should give us hope. Pope Francis talks about this. He says in, 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 in um, Urbi et Orbi, hold on. So Pope Francis speaks about this in his Easter address saying, you know, Christ is the risen hope. And so hope uh, isn't like a magical formula that we want it to be right now, right? We want the pandemic to be over. We want our jobs to be secure. We want time with our family. He says, no, the hope of the resurrection is a tool. We don't, we don't bypass the suffering, right? We don't, we're not running from our suffering. We don't um, run from our pain. But this hope says, let's walk through it mm-hmm. because at the end of the road, Christ is there waiting with arms outstretched. He says, I love you. Run to my love. Sorry, I, I just love this. And it's such a good news at a, at a time that God loves us no matter what. It just blows my mind. So take it away, Father Brian, before I keep rambling on. This is, I just love this passage. Right. No, it's beautiful because it is. It's the hope. It's the movement, right? Because I have hope in the resurrection, because I have hope in Jesus, because he has actually conquered sin and death, I move mm-hmm. with my own life actively through whatever life throws at me, knowing that that is my eternal reward. Which, especially in times of suffering, like, bring us to the ultimate reality of, like, kind of want to die, you know, in the healthy mm-hmm. sense of the word of, like, I kind of want to go see Jesus and have my reward. I run the race well. Let me go, you Except, know. 
Exactly. Uh, St. Paul, right? I want to go, yeah. but it's better for you if I stay, which yeah. is kind of no, no. crazy to build up. Switch so. it. It's better if I go. What? And then you stay. It's better if I go than you stay. Well, that's what Jesus says. But yeah. St. Yeah. Paul says it's better for me if I go, but I'll stay because uh, of you. Because the Lord's asking me to build up your faith. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, sorry. Yep. Well, I think that's right. what he says. I don't know. Anyways, I'm just going to take off of Tay's kind of conversation a little bit and talk about two wolves. Um, two wolves inside of us. This is an Indian saying, right? All of us have two wolves inside of us. And we have the wolf of the world. And right now we can look at that as stress and anxiety, um, anxiousness. Um, we can look at that as a wolf. Um, and the other wolf is um, the wolf of virtue, the wolf of prayer, um, Anyways, we have these two different dynamics in us. You could say one is virtue, one is vice, however we want. And the Indian saying goes, uh, which one's going to win? Well, it's the one that you feed is going to be the one that wins out inside of you. And so to look at that, and instead of saying it, because I've been, you know, definitely anxious and stressed about the unknown, right? I think we all kind of are feeling into the unknown, but the real sense of taking it to prayer the other day and the Lord just going, yeah, but what you know is so much greater than what you don't know. Correct. Uh, the kerygma, what Jesus has done for you, uh, the way that God has given us to live out being human, um, knowing that he has our full good in mind, which even if it doesn't look like it on this earth, well, <laughs> that's a good thing. It's not on this earth and you pretty much says that uh, in this reading, like eternal life is your good, so keep coming. Um, so to focus on what is known, which is I'm loved, God loves me, he's calling me to himself at each and every moment to love him better, to grow in virtue, um, yep. and to take on the hardship of reality that is in front of me with him, not by myself. Um, the hardship that's coming my way, the anxiety, the stress, whatever. Um, if I focus in that, yeah, that's the wolf that's going to grow. Uh, it just will. I mean, whatever we focus on is going to grow. But if I focus on my relationship with God and his church and my prayer life and virtue, well, that's what's going to grow. Um, and so that sense of um, whatever we focus on is going to grow. And... The other thing, and I think a few different people have quoted this too, it's also called the rule of exposure as humans. So whatever we're exposed to, we're going to become like. It's on. It's automatic, essentially. Um, if all I'm doing is watching the news and um, not reading scripture, uh, well then, yeah, I'm going to be stressed out about the unknown a whole bunch more and political <laughs> things a whole bunch more. Uh, but... If I'm focused on scripture, if I'm focused on doing loving things, if I'm focused on focusing on God and what he's doing for me, um, I can get outside of myself and say, how can I love here? If I can do that, then I'm in an entirely different space that's outside of myself. That's where God's calling me to do, to be loved. So there's that great sense of um, to focus on what is known, not on what is unknown. Um, 
and what is known is way greater and way more mind uh, blowing goodness, the good news, uh, than anything that the unknown is ever going to throw at us. Because the great part is about the unknown is like God's conquered it. Yep. And things can change. The unknown is not something permanent. Right. That's the devil will make it seem, right? Right. And yeah. that's what. And, that, and I think that's the beauty. Thank you, Father Brian, for saying that because what, what we're proposing is that we're not saying that you should just have blind faith. We're saying be, be reasonable, acknowledge those fears and desires and those frustrations, but then also to give it to Jesus, right? Everything we do on earth is not for our own, but we're doing it through Christ and through God. Only by doing that can, can, the, fear, can, not, can the fear be relinquished but also for us to know that the, of the known part becomes more real and we believe it and we are convicted by it. That's the difference. To be realistic means you accept and acknowledge what's happening in front of you, but you're also working towards a greater change. That's virtue. That's living a, a holier life. But society doesn't teach you that. It just says, you know, that's what I love about the two wolves. It's true. We think that we know we think that one once we feed a certain wolf, that's it. No, that's false. These wolves are growing creatures. So you it's always a battle between who will win. Yeah. But remember that Christ has already won. So with his help, the goodness will always overcome the evil. Right. And there's that sense of uh the one I feed, the other one will die, right? Eventually Christ. the other one not that it'll completely go away, but the other one will die, as is as I focus. Another way of saying it, my spiritual director said this at one point. Um, he goes, um, <laughs> I said, so when it comes to attacks of the devil, what should I focus on? Like, and he's like, well, um, you want to have your spiritual life be 90% what God is doing for you and what you're doing with God and what that is, and maybe, maybe 10% of what's coming at you. Right. Mm. So just this sense of like we can get over and above fixated on evil and it's yes. our fallenness coming in. Um, yep. We can get fixated so much on it that we're just not aware of the 90 percent that I mean, really, the 100 percent, all that God is doing for us. So uh, okay. he was giving me even that advice of like 90 percent mm. of your prayer life should not be uh, what my sins are or what you know, what fallen brokenness I am. 90% of it should be praising God and saying, what is God doing to me for my goodness? Not where am I a mess up uh, or where are the evil ones coming at me? But um, that should only be 10% of like, okay. Because um, that's the right, you know, a, a better ratio so that we do get focused on God and not on ourselves or on the evil one, but focused on him and his goodness for us. All right, Father Amen. Jay, anything else? No, thank you so much. Remember, continue to have hope. Christ, our hope, is arisen. He's alive. He was alive, in the, He's he was, alive. He was alive. He was alive yesterday, today, and he will always continue to be, to be with us. Right, and it's a real dynamic in prayer like we've talked about. Like in, what does it say in Harry Potter in uh, Sleepy Hollows, I think, part one? No, mm -hmm. it's part two. Gan or, uh... Um, Harry is having a conversation with uh, Dumbledore, and Dumbledore yeah. goes, or Harry asks him, he goes, is this all in my head? 
or is this real is what he says. Is this yeah. real or is it all in my head? And yeah. Dumbledore just goes, well, just because it's in your head, why does that mean it's not real? I just love that. Mm. I mean, take a bite yeah. that. Like, just because it's in your head doesn't mean it's not real. Because guess what? God is working through that. So, cool. Well, peace out. Stay holy. Um, no, we're praying for you. Uh, no, we're walking with you. Our count is going up. We got 2,000 downloads, 2,100 downloads. Um, we'll look at the states next for next Monday. But we're starting to fill in the states here. For We're kind of taking this all of last month and this month approach to see how many states um, we can get filled in. So, um, we still don't have anyone from Alaska or Hawaii, so that's the challenge. If we can get Alaska and Hawaii people to download, that'd be awesome. We do have more people, uh, foreign people. We have Germany download. We have uh, a four more, a few more in Ireland, a few more nice. in the United Kingdom. Um, so that's kind of fun and exciting. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Boom! All right, stay holy, my friends. We'll catch you later. Peace out. Awesome.